Welcome to Health Matters at Sargent College. The mission of Sargent College is to advance, preserve, disseminate, and apply knowledge in the health and rehabilitation sciences. BU's Sargent College strives to create an environment that fosters critical and innovative thinking to best serve the healthcare needs of society. Each episode of Health Matters at Sargent College will include faculty, students, or alumni who will share their knowledge with you. I'm Karen Jacobs, the Associate Dean of Digital Learning and Innovation at Sargent College, and I'll be your moderator for each episode. On this episode of Health Matters at BU Sargent College, I'm delighted to introduce Brandy Moser. Brandy is a student at Boston University, and we've gotten to know each other um, through her attendance at the Sargent Choice Test Kitchen. Brandy, can you introduce yourself and tell us all about the different things you do as a student at Boston University and when you're not at Boston University? Hi. So I am a dual degree student at Boston University majoring in nutrition science through Sargent and biochemistry and molecular biology through CAS. Um, when I'm at school, I am involved in our public health association. I am extremely involved with the Sargent Choice Test Kitchen, which I love so dearly. And I also started a woman empowerment fitness club called Charge at BU. Um, we have tons of members that work out together every single week at, on campus, and we go to different studios around Boston for free so girls can find out what kind of workouts they really enjoy and find their fitness fit. Um, when I'm not at school, I'm ex I love gardening and I also love farming. I work with nonprofits that deal with food insecurity, and I also work for the farm that supplies those nonprofits to take food to local corner stores and different um, food deserts and really increase access to healthy organic foods and vegetables. Um, I also have my own garden that I take care of in the summer, and I'm definitely starting my seeds this year a little bit earlier than expected. <laughs> Well, I miss, I miss you at the Sergeant Choice Test Kitchen because my, my plants, which you take care of, um, are really missing you, but I'm trying to do a good job so you'll be proud of me when you come back. Um, so, Brandy, can you elaborate a little bit more about the women's fitness program? It is so incredibly fascinating. And maybe how many people seem to attend and how you get other organizations to support what you're doing as well. Of course. So um, I started it two years ago. And in our inaugural year of being an organization, we had over 100 members. Um, so all different girls from all different colleges around the university. We are not technically associated with Boston University. We are our own separate entity. So it takes a little creativity to find um, ways to get everyone to meet together. But typically on a Monday night, we get between 30 and 40 girls to come to our events in Boston. And some of the things we do are self-defense classes, running classes, boxing. Um, sometimes we even do different workshops to work on um, body image, um, self-care, all different types of activities to help empower women to not feel uncomfortable to take charge of their fitness and be able to go into the gym where it may be a male-dominated area. 
Um, we accept anyone who supports that mission um, and we do tons of activities that include everyone as well as other organizations. Uh, last year we did a co-event with the beekeeping club and we made beeswax chapsticks which I enjoyed a lot. Everyone, everyone used the chapsticks afterwards for our cold Boston. And we do events with our public health club to talk about um, public health awareness in the fitness industry and um, nutrition as well as other events as, in addition to that too. Well, that's, that's exciting. And um, I would love to join sometime. So maybe next year um, you'll help me be able to join the group because it sounds incredible. We would love you to join. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit more about what it's like to have a double major and what has uh, attracted you to, to do that? You know, what's motivated you to do that? So my original major was biochemistry. Um, I always loved chemistry and I thought that was exactly what I was going to do. But as most people would realize that biochemistry can be a very broad thing, even though you're looking at a very um, micro level. And I realized that my true passion in what I wanted to do was nutrition and agriculture. So I picked up the degree in nutrition in Sargent when I was a sophomore and it was really driven by passion so I know sometimes doing a dual degree can be daunting to students but if it's something that you really want to do the classes don't seem as an extra chore on top of your curriculum because it's something you're so passionate about and I also find that there's a lot of overlap between my two majors where I'll be sitting in a biochemistry class and we're talking about a protein mechanism but then in my nutrition class for example in life cycle we're actually talking about the implications of those mechanisms on a human scale and how that affects your nutrition and what you can eat. So I really enjoy having the two degrees because you're able to look at the small scale protein level interactions that actually translate into something that you see in a clinical practice. And that has definitely been my motivation between the two degrees is being able to have more than one perspective. So you have an open mind to any solutions to problems and also just seeing things from another person's way of thinking versus just having a one-minded way. So doing the dual degree, if you're passionate, it's definitely feasible. It's not exactly easy. Um, I definitely take 20 credits every single semester and take advantage of my summers, but if it's something that you enjoy, it's definitely worth it and the payoff is definitely worth it to have the knowledge in such different ways. Well, I think you're remarkable because taking 20 credits is quite a, a, a load, plus all the other activities that, that you're doing. Um, so let's, let's have it be summer and you're back at home. Tell us about some of the activities that you've been doing there. So at home in the summer, I have been working on the same organic farm for, it's going on four years now. Um, and we are a CSA farm, so it's called Community Supported Agriculture. So we have crop rotations throughout the entire summer and we have different people come every single week and they pick up their share of produce. They buy into the CSA at the beginning of the year and it's just a way to build community and also support the farmers up front so they're able to plant all those plants throughout the summer. 
Um, I also in the past went to study abroad through Sargent um, in Italy for the Mediterranean diet, which was a phenomenal experience. Study abroad is an amazing experience at BU, and that was also through nutrition. So I took a little break from farming to do that last year. Um, and then I also work with the nonprofit, but this summer um, I'm intending on doing a program called Woofing, which is um, organic farming where you are a part of a membership and you go to a specific site and it's almost a homestay. So you go, you don't get paid at all, but they provide you shelter and food and it's just to get a different experience. So I worked on the same farm for how many years and now I wanna go somewhere else where I can do something different and my skills can be an asset. So I'll be leading nutrition education and curriculum for students that come to the farm on field trips. And I will also be just learning about a different way of systems and farming because again, just learning about other ways people do things is definitely a benefit. But I will also be doing social media and managing for my local farm throughout the summer um, and continuing to work with them and also working with the nonprofits that deal with um, food insecurity locally. Wow, that's all I can say. It sounds amazing. Um, and I, I know you're going to find it so meaningful. How about um, going back in time and telling us about your time abroad? You know, what motivated you to do it? And I think I know that answer, because um, I think it would motivate me too to do it. But tell us maybe some special things that you learned or maybe some memories that you'd like to share. Uh going abroad. I wish I could go back there now and just go back to the world of being abroad. But um, I went abroad in Italy for the Mediterranean diet and I never left the country other than going to Canada to visit family. I had not left the country before. So I was definitely motivated in high school. Unfortunately, due to financial constraints, I was not able to study abroad, which we did have a program in high school. Um, so I was very determined in college and saved up for years to be able to go abroad. And the Mediterranean diet program just seemed like the most perfect study abroad program that ever existed. It combined everything that I was interested in from food culture to agriculture and also put it in Italy, which just made the whole experience even better. Um, it also had wonderful staff that were going along. Um, so I definitely had a lot of factors feeding into wanting to go. I remember when the application came out, I submitted that within the first week that it came out because I was so excited to go to Italy. But when I was in Italy, I was able to stay with a family there and really learn about the cooking and the culture around food. Um, my homestay definitely tried to bring friends and family to come visit while I was there. So I got to meet people from other parts of Italy um, as well as other parts of the world. And it was just an eye-opening experience. They would, they would start yelling in Italian and then um, the woman that I stayed with knew English so she would translate and I was constantly hearing them having friendly arguments in Italian and translating it. And it was definitely a really big cultural experience but also I was able to learn a lot from having that constant Italian to English translation. Um, I also learned so much about the food besides just learning how amazing it tastes. Um, we learned about the access to fresh, healthy markets and just the price of food was drastically different than here when you would go to the markets to see fruits and vegetables. They were so much lower in price than 
what you would expect to see in the States. Um, and also just the culture around food that people would sit for dinner for three hours and that was completely normal versus here where I, um, I just have my mom and I and we typically don't even eat at the same time together, which is just so bizarre for an Italian to think about that. So it was a comforting and exciting experience to be there of learning about that food culture and just seeing how it's so drastically different than the States. But then also bringing some of those tidbits back from Italy to the States. I incorporated some of the Italian lifestyle into my own life then, which is definitely a lasting benefit in the future. Okay, so I want to hear what some of those are because I want to try to do it. And uh, you may not know that when I was a child, I lived in Bologna, Italy. I can't speak Italian, so do not ask me any questions. We didn't live there that long. But the Italian culture is so enriching and beautiful. What sort of things have you brought back um, that you're incorporating into, into your life here? So definitely just slowing down. Um, that was a very big factor for me when I was in Italy because of doing the dual degree during the school year. I am so fast paced and I do carry that into the summer because I do a lot of things in the summer as well. So just taking time to really enjoy presence during meals with the people that you're with. So I actually transitioned to eating every single meal on my um, back porch with my mom in the summer. Every single breakfast we sit outside, even if it's a little cold, but that's what we did in Italy. My um, homestay had a terrace and it was right by her kitchen and she always ate outside and admired her plants and her, her good work with her plants. So I figured, why wouldn't I do that? So um, after I came back, whenever I had work on the farm, right before then, I would always take time to eat breakfast and admire my backyard and nature. Um, also, they went to the market on an almost daily basis. In the States, we tend to go to the store and stock up. And I used to live in an area where that had to be something you did. You weren't super close to a grocery store. But where I live now, I live in a semi-urban area where there is a grocery store and there is a farmer's market. So I made it a habit of not getting excess, but also just stuff stopping to the market on my way home from work to get what I needed. And it really helped make a purpose in what I was cooking and made me remember where I got it from and the sourcing of what I did um, compared to the Italians who always are doing that. They're always going to the market and getting what they need rather than getting 50 things from the grocery store and then you forget that you have the broccoli in the back of your fridge. So um, I definitely incorporated that and just learning about another culture I learned German in high school and I speak English, but I realized the value of learning a language when some people don't know English in Italy. And I got to a point where at times I had to use my phone to do Google Translate so they could see what I was saying. And it was such an interesting experience because I feel like as Americans, sometimes you take for granted the fact that some, most people in other countries sometimes do know English, but that's not exactly always right or always necessary. So I decided to start learning another language. So I'm learning Spanish and I'm still keeping up with a little Italian, but I definitely wanted to learn more about other cultures after that experience because it was so eye-opening. Well, you're remarkable. Um, and it's exciting that everything um, that you've experienced, um, you really are bringing back and incorporating into your, into your life. In the last couple of minutes that we have, um, in this um, podcast episode, 
can you share with us what you're planting this season? You said you're going to start earlier because you're home right now. Um, what are you thinking about for your own garden? So I am actually very excited. The bright side in all of this right now is that I'm doing a spring crop before my summer crop, and I have never been able to do this in my, this current garden before. So in my spring crop, I'm planting beets, radicchio, spinach, lettuce, arugula, what else am I planting in the spring? I think that's it for the spring. And then for my summer crop, I'm planting um, sugar snap peas, green beans, a ton of variety of tomatoes, peppers, kale, Swiss chard. I have strawberries, blueberries, raspberries, and I have a whole boast of different cutting flowers that I'm planting because I make a bouquet every single week in the summer out of my wildflower garden. So that I believe is what I, oh, and then all of the herbs. Of course I have all the herbs of oregano, basil, thyme, rosemary, mint, dill, sage. Sage is already planted though. My sage, parsley, and thyme all lasted through this not very harsh winter. So I've been still cooking with those on a daily basis. But yes, that's what I believe I'm planting for the summer and spring this year. <laughs> That's great. And I have to tell you, the little herb garden that we have here at um, Student Village 2, um, it looks like the garlic is growing and the basil is still growing and the thyme. So I'm going to think about you when I use these, these herbs. Um, Brandy, thank you so much for being on Health Matters. Um, you're an inspiration as um, a student at BU and just as a person. Um, I'm so happy that you could join us today. Thank you.